0: First uh, episode of the Come Up, guys. My name is Tabo Changela. We are talking personal finance today with Joe Cimino. Joe, welcome.
1: Thanks for getting my name right. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Can
0: you please tell the audience a bit more about yourself, man?
1: Uh, Sure. I uh, teach financial education to corporations and a lot of government uh, individuals on how to get out of debt forever very quickly, how to live a debt free life, uh, how to quit getting ripped off by people that want to sell you policies and insurance and all this other stuff there's a place for it but a lot of it's set up wrong Uh, but the main focus is to teach people how to get out of debt and stay out of debt because their life has been consumed by that and the statistic in South Africa is not only 95% of working people don't have enough money at retirement but they spend 72% of their take-home pay on debt 72%. So it's a huge number, and uh, it needs to come down because most people pay all the bills and live on what's left. And if that's what you're doing, uh, you're in the worst-case scenario. You need to stop using the credit.
0: How do people actually get to the point where they stop using the credit? You know, I know that a lot of banks and a lot of financial institutes um, promote getting credit cards, mm-hmm. but can you get to a place where people actually stop using credit cards?
1: Yes. Unfortunately, it's one of the things I call keeping up with the Joneses, the Mozepis, and the Naidus. Uh, Uh, Everybody wants to wear beautiful clothes and buy expensive, you know what I mean? And uh, especially for their children, you know, and these kids are growing, so their stuff gets old like with my son in six months. But you buy all this expensive stuff purporting to look like you have money, and it's actually a strain on your finances. So uh, I know with women, it's shoes and handbags, and guys, you got to give them that. Uh, because that's my girlfriend. She had over 100 pairs of shoes and probably 35 bags, and that's what they buy. But they always want to keep buying and buying and, and replacing things they already have, and it just keeps them in debt deeper and deeper and deeper.
0: So what do people do if you don't have cash to buy things up front? I mean.
1: Well, first, there's an old saying, if you don't have the money to buy it, then you can't afford it. And that's, that's the first rule of Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, You've got to admit you're an alcoholic. Well, that works for debt as well. Most people only admit when they get caught behind the eight ball, when uh, they're two family income and the husband gets uh, redundant, or you know uh, the wife loses her job. Well, they got two cars, full home bond, four credit cards, and now only one income. And we're experiencing that right now with the COVID. I mean, you've got over 2 million people that have lost their jobs. And that's going to hurt finances going forward, and it just goes all the way up because they pay less tax, they buy less food, they buy less everything. And it's really hitting them hard. But what they have to learn to do is live within their means on credit and quit replacing perfectly good things. Like a car. You don't need to replace a car after two years. Exactly, and I hear this from women a lot, that my car is out of warranty now, so I need a new car. Well, if your car is out of warranty, it's probably out of payment. So number one, what'd you do with the payment? Oh, well I use that now for, ah, well you should have been saving that so you could put it down on your next car. But now you're using it for this so you're gonna be in debt when you get your next car. And you go get a new car, which you shouldn't. You should buy a one-year-old or a demo vehicle because that guy who buys that first car, he takes the major hit because that's maximum commissions and everything in there. Import fees, everything is in there. So you always wanna buy a one or a two-year-old car if you can because you can save money on that. You, but
0: you mentioned something very interesting. You said debt is like alcohol, you know, that addiction. Um, is it like that, though? Is it, um, do you have a need to buy things if you have a credit card? Yes. Do you just get that edge? Let me just go to the mall and buy a TV because I
1: have 10,000 credit. Well, first off, they pretty much eliminated a lot of cash. Your lower income still loses cash. But most of the people on where I go shopping, Mostly nobody, they all use their credit cards. None of them use cash. And that's one of the big problems. You can't keep going out buying things you don't need. It's like what I tell people when you go shopping for food. Make a list, stick to it. And don't go shopping when you're hungry. Because I laugh my way through the store when I'm hungry because I can cook. And uh, I come up with ideas, you know, and and some of it sits in the back of the refrigerator until I throw it away. You know, so uh, don't read sale papers. That's a big one. It sounds simple. But when you read sale papers, you can always find something that you weren't going to buy on sale. Now you want to go look at it at the mall. You're going to the mall now. Now you're there. You're going to have a Hagen dazs You're going to have this. You're going to maybe have a Starbucks at double the price. Uh, Here's the credit card again. It just keeps popping out. If you go there with cash, you go there with a limited ability on what you want to do. If you admit to that limited ability, you'll be fine. But most people don't. They want to show off like they have something when they don't. Another
0: question that comes up a lot, especially from young people, is you make these mistakes in your first 10 years of working, and now that you are probably 30, 35, you want to buy a house, you don't qualify for a house, because your credit is messed up. Is it possible, though, for a person to get out of that status, where you don't, you no longer owe your credit cards, you no longer owe the car
1: repositions, do you get out of it, or are you doomed once you are in it? Well, uh, a lot of people aren't going to like what I'm about to say, but uh, and these are big There's a two-pronged approach to your money. There's not only the money you have that goes to debt, but there's the money that you're sending away to organizations like life cover, funeral cover, car insurance, retirement annuity, education policies. You're sending it away to that. And what most people do wrongly is they pay large amounts of interest on their debt, and they don't make as much on their savings. The other one is, And this is something I've been arguing since since I've been here, since 1996. When they sell you insurances, most of the time, the insurance amount, let's say if you were sold life cover today, you're insured for a million rand. Cool. But your payment goes up every year for inflation, they call it. But your cover doesn't. In fact, mathematically, your cover comes down. There's something called the Rule of 72s, which says, your money halves in its buying power about every seven years due to inflation. Let me explain that for your listeners. 20,000 Rand today, 20,000 Rand seven years ago. Seven years ago, you could have bought a lot more stuff with 20,000 Rand. Today, that 20,000 Rand is only worth 10,000 because all those prices have gone up. So you see when you go to pick and pay and everything, you're getting smaller bags with bigger bills. So your 20,000 Seven years ago, it was 20. Today, it's only worth 10. Seven years from now, it's worth 5. Seven years, it's worth 2,500. So if you've got a million rand life cover, in seven years, it'll really be worth 500,000. 14 years, it'll be worth 250. And 21 years, it'll be worth 125,000 rand. So your cover's technically coming down while your payments are going up.
0: Let's say I retire in 30 years. 30 years a million is not gonna mean what it means now. No, it's
1: to take your million divide it by four. That's 125,000 rands what that is.
0: But now what's the way to go for a young individual who's trying to save for the future? Like maybe he's thinking the next 30 to 40 years, what's the way to go if all these life covers and life insurances are ripping
1: us off? You only need, first I wanna address, you only need life cover, chances are, if you have a child, okay? If you're both married, they'll tell you, you need life cover. But you're both working, you know what I mean? When you get a house, they make you take life cover. And, and you should have it, but your payment shouldn't go up every year. It's the same with funeral cover. 20,000 Rand in seven years is 10, in seven more years is five, in seven more years is 2,500 bucks. So if you die in 21 years, you're gonna get the equivalent of 2,500 bucks. So my joke is everybody will have a cup at your funeral, because that's all you're gonna afford. But the payments keep going up, and that's my point. Those payments are going up at 10%. You, as a, an employee, are getting maybe three to five percent raise. So the incoming is three to five, the outbounds 10. So it shouldn't be going up. Those premiums should not be going up. There's a simple rule we teach: you save no money other than into a fully funded, proper retirement program whilst you have debt. And that proper retirement program is probably with your business. Because the company you work for, they may match part of, if you put in 500, they may get put in 500. That's 100% return on your money per month. That's worth it. But remember, you're young. Why are you already putting money away? Oh, compound growth. Mm -hmm. You got a house payment coming up. You don't have the house yet. You need a down payment for that house to keep your your payments to a minimum so you can afford everything. Because the normal roller coaster is store account, credit card, Car loan, home bond, and somewhere in there might be children. Oh, yeah, had a that day. Hurt you way in the beginning, but the big ticket items. Now, once you get to the car and the and the home bond, then you're really using the credit cards. Yeah. Because you move into this beautiful house and you got no furniture. You got a bed and a couch, and you got to show like you have money. So here comes the furniture loans. Now you're done. That actually
0: leads up to my next question. Does the media play a role in it? Like, I see you, let's say, on Instagram. Joe just bought a new Mercedes and I work with you or I know you from Facebook or wherever. That pressure for me to get the same thing or actually better what you bought, does it also play a role in us living lives that we're not really living? Like we can't really afford to live like this, but because of media.
1: Pressure. Yeah, exactly. Peer pressure even. You know, your friends, you want to be one of the group. Yes, indeed. That definitely. That's why even my son, he drives a 2013 Renault Clio. You know, Ain't no way you get a kid a uh, new car, but people in my socioeconomic, they buy their kids new cars. The lady used to live next door. She, uh, I met her in the yard one day, and uh, she, I said, I never see you out here. She goes, I work two jobs. Uh, yeah, okay, cool. Guess what she gave her daughter for graduating? A brand new Audi A3. Wow, just for graduating. Yeah. No, I know she didn't buy cash, so she's going to work three jobs? You know what I mean, now you want your kid to have a good safe car and all that, but not an Audi, <laughs> not an Audi, you know. You don't buy them because they get spoiled. So, uh, living beyond their lifestyle and being a part of what's going on when they're at the club and let's get shooters. No, I hung out with guys, especially in the military, and I used to spend my whole check at the pub in the military. And then I worked out that they never bought rounds, I did. I stopped buying rounds from they still never bought rounds. So, don't be too eager to use your credit card to run up bills having fun amongst your friends because they won't buy you one either. It seems like it's a norm for us
0: young people, you know, to live this life of impressing each other. Um, I get a job, salary's like 20K, um, cost of company. First thing that I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get a car, probably a car of seven, get an apartment in Santin. And as you say, not buy- yet,
1: not a net salary. Okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> where, where am I staying with a 20K salary? Well, first off, it's not 20 because the government goes, We'll get, we want five. It's called taxes. So now you got fifteen. Yeah, and if you go to seven, you just said that thing's nine thousand a month. But that's what that's what happened. I know. So let's say you get fifteen minus now. Now you're down to six a month. How much is your food? Two easy, right? The petrol, another thousand, plus insurance, another thousand. Boom, you're broke. Game, enjoy your car, live in it. And then that's
0: how people are living on a month to month basis where they're paying the minimum of their credit cards and living off credit, credit basically. Yep. And it's like, um, I don't know, you're digging
1: yourself into a deeper uh, hole. I did it. I lived exactly that life. Before I came here, I had a Thunderbird 5.0 HO, which is a Ford. It's the Mustang, but it's the luxury version, but just as fast. Beautiful beautiful card that I didn't own. I was making payments. You get used to making payments and what a lot of people don't know and they need to know is your credit card bills used to be, the minimum payments used to be 5 to 6%. Now, they're 25 to 3%. So they've lowered the minimum payment amount to keep you in the payment longer. And it's like you didn't know that. You're just making the minimums. So uh, it could be over 50 months. That's almost 5 years that you're paying off something. When you keep doing this two and a half percent minimum payment and you just keep adding to the credit card and it goes back to if you can't afford it if you don't have the cash you can't afford it don't buy it don't but we're all hooked up into this joneses uh Mosepi's and naidu's where we have to belong we ha, you know what i mean i drive a 2013 honda accord because the bmw was 800 this was 400. so i saved 400,000 rand on a car which in 10 years, would turn into 1.1 million. So buying a cheaper car gives me an extra million when I retire. See what I mean? So uh, I could went out and bought, I mean, that F-Type Jaguars. I used to be a Porsche guy my whole life, but I would never own one now because I can't pay the price of a house for a car. And people do, as I showed you, that one Range Rover there. I've never even, I walked past that, it's a monster. I've never even, I took a photo and sent it to my son, and he likes cars. Boom, oh, I know what that is, Dad, you know, like you. You even know it was a Range Rover, you know. I didn't even know it. It looked like it, but it didn't say Range Rover anywhere. <laughs> so... Well, what they don't take into effect is where they're going. Example, young single girl, 24, 25 years old, out of college, gets a job, has a car loan, because you know, some might want to take public transportation to work or whatever. So she's got a nice little car, Kia, whatever the case may be. Okay, all of a sudden, boom, child. Ah, Big expense, big expense. Or a lot of women, they go for their uh, degrees and they want to be professional working women and all of a sudden, they do have children and they have to take time off to raise the children and that hurts their income because they don't have any income now they got the car and they end up living with mom whatever the case may be so you got to look at what's technically coming down the road for you getting married having a wedding these are big costs coming up and so you're living this lifestyle on the edge right now when these big costs come you are totally and willfully unprepared for that and it's more i know a couple I I did training at this one company, and they wanted to get married, and they wanted to take out a loan for 50,000 rand for the wedding. For the wedding. They wanted to go into debt for the wedding, and I told them they were stupid, because they were, and I'm blunt like that, and people don't like that. That's just stupid is what that is, you know? It's not not nice and not financially viable. You're stupid, because sometimes you need to smack them a little to wake them up, because they were in la-la land, you know? So it comes down to using cash when you can use cash use a debit card if you want to it always feels good knowing that i might not have enough money a lot of people feel that when they reach their limits on their card but a lot of times a card will call you to say you're reaching your limitable But why don't we just give you another five thousand in case of emergencies yeah well that's how you got to the top now emergencies because that's that's a lot of people use a credit card i'm going to use especially women for emergencies i mean it's for emergencies what uh, um, 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 what do you call it? black pumps? Fifty percent off. Emergency.
0: <laughs> yeah. The sale magazines. Mm, as yeah, you yeah, call. There it. you go. Yeah.
1: If you don't read them, you won't see it. Wow. So that's one two things I teach. Take the credit cards out of your wallet and quit reading sale papers. Because you'll always find something that you could need, and you don't.
0: But the reality in South Africa is a lot of young people don't earn that much. You know, regardless of race, gender, whatever it is. Um, truth is, a lot of. Young people do not earn that much, but now how do we navigate through all these financial difficulties? You know, some of them have to move out from home, maybe move from Limpopo, come to Joburg, but you you own like a 5k salary. How do you navigate and still live comfortably without falling into that debt
1: trap? Well, if you don't start taking the loans firstly, that's very important. Because on 5,000 Rand a month, that's subsistence level uh, income. That's, you're surviving is what you're doing. So if you want something else, you're going to go on in the credit. Well, that'll affect your survival, because that's what that is. So if you want to put your survival into question over what you want to buy now, and what I find is a lot of lower income people buy the older cars, which I can understand, but sometimes they have problems. But that's the way it should work. That's the way it should work. But uh, as I teach all the young people, Damo, uh, and I told you about my son graduating with honors, I always encourage all the youth to continue their education. Continue their education if you can. Because I found out, uh, and I saw it when I got out of the Army. I had to join the Army to get college money because I was one of six kids and a twin, double trouble. Uh, Anyway, I'm a twin. And uh, so I had to go risk my life for college money. And when I got out of college, I was four years older than the kids because I went to the Army for And uh, I started seeing those who went to college, they were getting good quality jobs and buying houses. And my buddies who were manual laborers or whatever, you know, had a job to have a job. They were working hard for nothing. So I always encourage continued education. The more little letters sometimes you get underneath your name, more money you just might make in life.
0: There's a new trend amongst us young people right now. It's called, you know, people starting their own companies, people going into more, I don't know, um, working. Like, education has kind of become less popular these days, you know? Um, what would you say to those young people where they will tell you, that after grade 12, I'm just going to Well,
1: yeah, first off, they have no knowledge of what they're doing. You know, I think the number is 80% of all new business fails in the first year. And one of the big reasons is marketing. You think you're just going to hang some sign out and people are going to show up. You better be good with marketing. And a lot of people go into debt because no matter what the business is, if you have to provide a product, you don't have money to buy all those products. So when I come to your house selling stuff, I've got something you need. i got to go buy those products if I don't have the money. You know what I mean? If I want to sell copiers, i got to get a loan so they'll send me these copiers. So whatever the case may be, you want to do a, um, what do you call it, a supply store. You want to open up a supply store. Well, you need supplies. Yeah. You ain't got the money, you're just starting out, so you got to go get a loan. First big problem they get is they take a loan to do whatever it is they want to do. Then they fail at that and they use the loan, and that perpetuates through their life. I know people who've taken out access bonds on their house to start a business. The business fails, they lose all the business money, plus they've added to their home bond. So they're digging themselves even a deeper hole. So first, got to really research the market on what it is you want to do. What's the viability of it in five, ten years down the road? Because I grew up with uh, mood rings, you know, and pet rocks. You know, they took the world by storm, but you can't find oh, them today. I don't know what that is. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean? So there are these fads that come along, fidget spinners. Oh, yeah, I know that.
0: Well, yeah, I know that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> When's the last time you saw one? Sure,
0: I don't know. It, it lasted yeah. for like a month or two yeah. and it disappeared.
1: Yeah, I mean, I saw they were selling the hell out of them in, in the stores. Fidget spin. It, I'm sorry, I'm ADHD. That lasts for like the same with my lava lamp. Five yeah. minutes. I used to, I bought one back in the day because it was cool. Yeah, it lasted five minutes cool. <laughs> <laughs> so um, here's the thing I get a job. What
0: do I do? Do I save or do I invest? And well, what is the difference between uh, the two? Good
1: point, good point, because there's a vast difference between saving and investing first off they say you have to save save. saving you're going to use investment you're not going to touch now according to the financial planning people in South Africa they state you must have a hundred thousand Rand emergency fund before you start investing that's what current uh, financial planning the matrix is state. And it's one of the things that we also state. So you've got to have liquid money because you got school fees, you got tires, you've got uh, many things that occur in your life that you need cash for. You don't want to keep going into debt. So don't put, like I said earlier, you know, you bought some retirement annuity when you're 25. Good. When you get the house, try and get the money for a down payment. They're not going to give it to you to your 60, 65, whatever they wrote it for. So you've got to come to the party. You've got to have first year and and, and don't don't tell your family about it, <laughs> because just watch Judge Judy. Wait, and your wife? C- can you tell your wife? Well, yes, you have to, but that's a whole nother story, uh, because, see, I, well, okay, let's talk about it, because I do workshops, and uh, I always ask the women who are married, how many of you buy something and then hide it for a little while, and it's about 40%. 40%. So I always tell the men, you see, your wives, 40% of your wives are hiding stuff from you. I go, but here's the the, the, the flip of the coin. When we tell the men, listen, you're, we're going to do personal consultations after this training. You can bring your wife at no cost. We'll go through everything. No, 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 Joe. I don't want to bring her because I've got a bunch of money she doesn't know about. Ah! So while they're stashing little trinkets, he's stashing cash. And that occurs quite often. But then... Um, doesn't it end in divorce if one party finds out? Well, you know, I know women who've ruined men and men who've ruined women because there's a difference in men with wants and needs versus women. See, we believe women want all the time. You always want, want, what we need. We need to go see the sharks beat Cape Town in Cape Town. We need. That's not a want. A need for so us. Yeah, me. it's a need. See, so <laughs> wants and needs come into play. And uh, we men want our women to have nice things and we buy them things and it's, it's all good, but uh, wants and needs mixed up are a big problem.
0: And the reason I'm bringing up divorce is I see a lot of young people because I'm in the like early 20s, mid 20s. A lot of people my age are getting married, but then Sorry to say this, the marriage don't succeed because I know like close to five or six couples that got married in the past five years and now they're divorced and both of them are left in the financial strain because they were in love but now they're out of love and they're both in debt. What would you say to a young couple considering to get married or
1: considering to have a child right now? I'll use uh, an example from one of my very good friends who's since died. Jimmy Jammon Johnson was his name. I met Jimmy, <laughs> we hired him, <laughs> we paid him to work for us. He came up from Tennessee to Chicago, and uh, they robbed his car, he had nothing. So the guy who referred him says, we got to give this guy $2,000 so he can get a place to live and hire him. He's a great salesman, I met him, cool. He was married with three kids. 10, 12 years later, after going my way, he went, we hooked up again, and he was remarried. And he said, you know, the first time I got married, We were on entry-level income, and we didn't have a lot of money. And we struggled. Struggled after child one, struggled worse after child two, struggled worse after child three, and then we got divorced. He goes, now I'm in my upper 40s, and I'm remarried, and I've got a a child, and I can make my home bond payment. I'm earning much better money. I have an old car, but I can pay for everything now. So uh, to get married when you're young and on entry-level income was very bad for him. And in South Africa, the statistic is, sixty six percent of all marriages end in divorce. Two out of three end in divorce and the main reason is finances. So when you're and, and and I teach this, don't mix lust with love. You know, the first girlfriend you sleep with will say nicely, Oh, you're in love. No, you're not. It's <laughs> okay. not love yet. Love is something that's acquired over time through mutual respect, growth. And things like that, but a lot of people they just ride that train of being in love and having all of a sudden, boom! Here's the child. Now you got a problem. I gotta i don't call that, but I'll use what the life insurance industry calls them: liabilities. That's what they call children: liabilities. It's I don't call them liabilities. It's hard true. to call my son a liability. Was he? Kinda. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> you know. But uh, we again, by teaching and living the financial fitness lifestyle, I never exceeded overages. And- got heavy into debt and things like that. So he went to private school, I could pay for it. Uh, and then you go on, you know? So, but but having children and getting married at a very young age is, is, is not warranted because uh, even my first girlfriend who dumped me when I went in the army, uh, and my bunkmate, Charlie Church. Uh, he saved my life because I contemplated suicide. I, I mean, the love of my life And I'm with this big, white, ugly, green guy in the army yelling at me, and she's on the phone telling me she loves Mickey. And then she wouldn't answer the phone. And then he said to me, how many girlfriends are you going to have in your life? And I said, I don't know, three, four, three, four, five? I go, yeah. He goes, well, with each one, you're going to break up. One time, she's going to want to break up with you, and you're going to be heartbroken. And one time, you're going to break up with her, and she's going to. So you're going to have to go through that process. It actually made sense, and it saved me, hey eh? I think that's going to save a
0: lot of people.
1: Yeah. I think yeah. that's
0: going to save a I, I know we kind of deviated of personal finance, but what you just said is really important, because we feel like, um, and I, again, it goes back to personal finance. You break up with a girl and try to make her jealous. Mm. What do you do? Going to swap your credit card. Yeah. You're going to swap. Yeah. You're going to buy these expensive clothes to try and make her jealous, get a yep. gym membership, you know, try yep. to improve your life yep. to make her come back. Yeah. But what you don't realize is you're actually spending
1: money. Yep. Well, there's an old saying, Tabo, and that's, don't go backwards, move forward. Hope they're listening to that. Yeah. Uh, move uh, forward. To it's that hard, said it for us guys, because we're not used to that kind of love pain. You know, we're more physical, and that was one of the differences I learned from men and women when I was growing up, because I have a twin sister. Men are taught, run faster, tackle him, kick the ball, come on, physical, 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 right? Yeah. Women have dolls and prams, and their moms talk to them. And they talk to their, They talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. We don't talk. We get physical. So when that girl goes off on us, what happened? We, we default physical. Yeah. We get, Whoa! you know, we get mad, whereas she starts crying. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the difference right there. So when we get our heart broken in an area we've never been in before, that's H-Y-T-Z that's beyond hurts and it, 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 a lot of people I know thought contemplated do I want to continue living so that that will got please there'll be more girlfriends and the quickest way to get over a breakup is get a new boyfriend or a girlfriend the quickest way I know I know you might not want it. I'll call my son right now I'll call Eddie DeGrange in Chicago right now I'll call a bunch of people that will we'll attest to that because especially for the men we hurt very badly and we have no support group. You can't go crying to your friends you broke up with me.
0: just going to tell you drink.
1: Yeah, there you go. And that always helps, huh? Now you're an angry drunk. <laughs> yeah. That's
0: advice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, so what, what I'm getting from this is young people, before they get married, before they decide to have kids, wait. Wait it through. Um, supplement your income. Make sure that you have enough income to have a child. Like, Having a baby for me, because I don't have any kids, I don't know. But having a baby is not just this beautiful gift, blessing. This is an expense. I'm sorry to call it that, but mm-hmm. it, it's an expense. It's medical costs. It's medical costs. It's a school. lot of
1: medical
0: costs. It's school. It's you know, it's all these things that are coming wrapped in this yeah. into this beautiful Quickly. gift. But we don't talk about that side of having a baby. No. You know, it's all this. Oh my God, he's so cute. He's running around. Jimmy's so clever.
1: That's the women's indoctrination. Because women, uh, oh, look how cute he! You know, a newborn baby, and they give you some nappies or something like that, now you're on your own. Good luck. And if you're the woman, those days of going out with your girlfriends, partying are over. Now you're at home with your mom, whatever. You know what I mean? Your whole life has now changed. And if he's around and takes care of that child, good to go. But unfortunately, in South Africa, there's a lot of men who do not take care of their children.
0: It's proven, it's dense.
1: It's sad is what it is, and the same in America, but here I think it's quite, it's a lot larger. It's a lot larger, because in America they have uh, the now National Organization of Women. So if you got married and had a baby, and you didn't pay child support, the group now, 15 women, would show up outside your work with a sign going, Tabo is a deadbeat dad, and they march outside there every day. And all your workers and people who come there know Tabo's a deadbeat dad. That scares them into paying, do you understand? Here they don't (laughs) have that.
0: They they actually tried having a show like that where there's a guy that goes to men's um, workplaces to try and get them to pay child support and stuff like that. But I feel like if he doesn't want to, he he won't, you know? Um,
1: A lot of times it's the animosity that the woman brought to the party. Because men are jerks, whatever they are. That's women know that. You know they use a different word than jerks, but uh, and that's true too. Uh, but a lot of times they upset the woman, and she says something angry, and uh, they don't want to deal with her. So that means they don't want to deal with the kid and that shouldn't be the way it is, you know.
0: But for that young child, and this is quite interesting, for that young child, um, how important it is to teach that young boy or girl about finances from a young age. I mean, yes, mommy and dad made a mistake, we broke up, but now let's try and get it together so that you don't make the same mistakes that mommy and dad did. Because I feel like a lot of us are learning by default. You know, Mm. school is not teaching us, um, a lot of our families are not sitting down with us and say, This is a credit card this is this no one is talking to us about interest rates how important it is for parents to take that responsibility because we can't always point to the government can we
1: no i wouldn't uh, they got their own debt problems don't bring up the government they're not going to help you i don't care what they tell you
0: exactly so how important is it for parents to talk about their children about personal finance
1: see the problem is i grew up in a time when parents hit their kids and made them understand Nowadays, you can't hit your kids. Corporal punishment is out. you got to go give them a time out. But what the kids are learning, Tabo, and this is crucial, this is what I said about Christmas shopping. Don't take your kids Christmas shopping. What you're doing is you're indoctrinating them. They're watching you buy all these cool toys for the neighbor kid and this dress for the auntie and this, for this, and for the other, your brother, this toy. And they're watching you use that credit card. they're watching you tap and get all this cool stuff that's why i used the example when we were in santa city a number of months ago 14 year old boy i was in the till dad was in the till next to me dad can i have this no son no oh come on dad please i love you i really want please just put it on your card that's what the kid said just put it on your card and guess what dad because he wanted to do a piece, he wanted to be a friend to the, to the sun, and you know, we want to be our best buddies, and I'll get you whatever you want. Thus, spoiled, no ambition.
0: You mentioned something um, off the record, I think when I called you last year about the Christmas um, list that you always advise parents to use. Can you just dig into yeah. the reset,
1: they must make a list. Well, no, What? what when you go to the shops and the kid goes, mom, can I have this for Christmas, can I, can I, can I, can I? well, if you say no, boom, you get a meltdown, you know, ah, but I something good, all that, you know, well, fine, just say, okay, put it on the list. As soon as they ask, can I have this? Sure, put it on the list. Yeah. Boom, no meltdown, move on. You'll go down to the next aisle, there'll be something else. Mom, what about, do you think I could have? Sure, put it on the list. Oh, the kid's happy, happy, right? you tuck them in the bed, Christmas Eve, go, where's your list? He didn't make a list. And eh, make a list. Uh, a little late now. I don't know if Santa's going to be able to get that list, because he's already in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Father Christmas, whoever it is. <laughs> so
0: that kid that you just made an example of in Santa, so children actually looking, at their parents and says, this is how mommy spends money, so this is how I should spend money. <laughs> Dad doesn't respect money, that um, just taps his card, so this is what I should do when I grow up. So do we learn, is this learned behavior from- It's innate behavior, correct.
1: And I'm gonna tell you something very important, and I want the people to listen to this. When I do our training for co- companies and government, the, the youngsters who are doing it correctly who have an old car and are saving 3,000 Rand a month and don't, they got nice clothes but not a lot of bling and you know, all that stuff they can't afford. They learned from their parents. That is a, the striking, the amazing thing that I, I've learned. They've learned from their parents. So it worked both ways. You can work the credit card thing where you have no money and your mom's buying everything for you, or, and a lot of times the parent is an accountant. That one helps as well, or you know, they're pragmatists, they got a job where maybe, as I call it, analytical, they're analytical people, and they know they can't, like engineers, they're not going to do it because they understand the costs, the real cost involved in what you're purchasing on credit.
0: I'm sure there must be a way for us to get to a point where we kind of counter the system, we kind of let the system win all the time. How do we overcome this financial injustices, well, If I may,
1: well, first off, you have to be a realist and look at you know what's going on in your neighborhood because you are an element of that neighborhood I grew up in the hood so I I saw you know a lot of my friends don't aren't on this earth anymore you know what I mean they were societized as I call it and one of the things I said to myself one day is I looked around at where I was and I said you know I saw three generations of people at this pub it was at a pub and I said, you know, I don't want to be in this pub in 40 years from now. There's a big life out there. And I went out and I joined the army to get my college education and to start traveling. And I said, I'm not going to be broke because with six kids and my dad working two jobs, we were broke. We were, I remember 4th of July, which is like, uh, what was that Indian festival, Diwali? That's it, 4th of July, we do fireworks. We had wooden spoons and pots. And I was doing this going, It's got to get better. It's got to get better. So I started planning on how I am not going to be broke. But I also got caught up in that, hey, get the flashy car. Well, I was 16 when I joined the Junior National Guard, 17 when I joined the Army, and 18 when I left.
0: The reason I'm asking your age is someone watching this, you know, um, is probably thinking, this guy's lying. You know, because we watch TV and we hear all these celebrities says, I used to struggle, I used to do this. Someone is probably looking at this as like, no, man, can't be. But I just want to dig into that, like, how, how did you make it possible? How do you get to a point of financial discipline as an individual where you say, I cannot afford to go out tonight. I'm staying indoors. I do not need to go drink. How do you get that? Because I believe it's part psychological.
1: It's very, unfortunately, I fell for the problem. After I got out of uh, uh, the military, I went to college, and I realized that, the people who were graduating out of college, which were ahead of me, because I did almost four years in the military, they were buying houses and they were living their lives. They were getting married, they had professional jobs, they were earning better than entry-level income right out of college, you understand? So I decided, listen, I've got, you've got to do your education and you've got to make the money. But I said as a little child and being poor, I did not want to be poor, and I went in the military in 1978, so that'll give you, I was 18 years old, that might tell you how old I am.
0: In one of the interviews that I watched, you said people don't realize that with every month passing, you're getting closer to your retirement age. Every month that passes, every salary that you get, it's bringing you closer to your retirement age. And the question is, are you ready for when that age comes? Because it's going to hit you, and you're not going to believe that 30 years just flew by, you know? How important is it for people to start making those retirement plans now?
1: Yes, but you shouldn't be sold all these retirement annuities that these brokers want to sell you. Mm. Because again, you're young and you're going to be buying a house and purchasing a car. And you don't want to go into debt to do it. You'll have to go into debt to buy a nice car or a nice house. That's understandable. So you buy uh, buy a Hyundai, buy a Kia, buy a conservative car. Two-year-old is always good. Three-year-old with a full service history. Uh, and you'll be able to make them payments. But you've got to start saving, because if you don't start saving, then you'll never have money for a down payment. And you'll all, you'll be caught in this debt spiral, which just drags you down. And it goes like what we said earlier about the women saying, my car's out of warranty. Well, what did you do with the car payment? Once the car payment? Well, I've used it for other. No. You've got to now associate it to savings, you see? And so that's one of the keys you've got to start saving so that you can live your life but live it within reason and i got caught up with beautiful women and fast cars and i had a boat take a look at the size of lake michigan and chicago and realize you gotta have a boat and these were huge costs so 10 years and this is the end result of my credit 10 years into getting running up 10 credit cards car loan boat loan um i was broke and at that time is when my girlfriend decided that she didn't love me anymore or want to be near me anymore, and um, she left. So now I'm broke without a girlfriend, and I'm in that love pain. You know what I mean? Heart yeah. Hoyts. Hoyts. Yeah, Hoyts. Yeah, I was Hoyts. <laughs> yeah. uh, serious, you know, and you can't get any, you can't go, f- people go, come on, let's go to the pub. No, I don't want to go to the pub. Come on, go to the pub, come on, it's Thursday night, ladies. Come on. I don't want to go. Didn't have any money. Couldn't use any credit cards. I was locked down, done, Uh, I was broke. And then I met the owner of this company, Financial Fitness in America. He ran a course called uh, Money Mentors back then. It was how to get out of debt, and it worked. And I did all the things that the, the credit card companies wanted me to do, and I got deeper in it. Put your balance on our card, we'll give you 1%. So I rolled my balances on that card, and then I ran these balances back up. So don't listen to when they have an answer for your your, your, uh, debt elimination process. And the big one here, and I'm going to bring it up, is debt counseling. Yeah, I was going to touch on that. See, people don't realize how much debt counseling costs. Uh, Simply put, if you have a loan of, let's say, a debt counseling problem of 125,000 Rand, it'll cost you almost 24,000. Because debt counseling is a 50 rand fee to sign up, up to a 6,000 rand fee for the process, and then 5% or 400 rand every month after that, whichever is larger. So, that 400 rand a month, you, if you're in something for three years, 400 times 36 months, that's 15 grand right there that you're paying for debt counseling. So, you could be using that money to pay off your debts, you know what I mean? So, don't be too eager to jump into debt counseling.
0: That what's that? Consolation, consolation? Where they Consolidation? Consolidation.
1: Yeah. yeah now cons- that, A lot of times what they'll do is they'll give you a high interest personal loan to pay off your credit cards. Well, you are so indoctrinated in the credit cards that when you go out with your girlfriend to the uh, pub or to the restaurant, guess what you're using again? Now, because it works again, yeah. you know, you've solved it. And so now you're And that's exactly what I did. Took out personal loan, ran the credit cards. Then I had both of them it was just weighing me down. And then I had to take the knock. You had to take the knock. Don't buy a damn thing. You can't afford it. When you realize you can't afford it, look at where you're going. And it's all predicated on what you said earlier. How many paychecks do you have left? How solid is your job? Most of the people in our retiring course, they only wake up in their 50s. And, and if you're 50 right now, you need 8 million Rand to retire comfortably on 20,000 Rand a month. Well, if you wait till you're in your 50s, you're never going to do it, and that's why 95% of them don't have it. They pay small amounts, minimum payments, and interest all their lives. And when you pay, you don't get any growth on it. So by buying cash and saving that money in the good quality unit trusts, like with Alan Gray, Momentum, Uh, Coronation's top 20 came out over 20 years. They did phenomenally. For 20 years, this investment did well. Investec, those are the companies you should be dealing with. They're investment companies. They win awards for what they do. Unfortunately, you're contacted by these insurance companies who want to send a financial advisor out there, and and here's how simple it is. Imagine you have a four-year-old child. Don't you want your child to go to a good school? Yes, yes. Okay, there's your education policy. Boom, there you go. Okay. Meanwhile, you're paying a home bond interest, car loan. Now you got this education policy where you're earning nothing. Don't you want to retire wealthy? Boom, there's your retirement annuity. You're 25 years old and you're putting the money away for when you're 65, but you're broke now. Who what said you're you going to get to 65? Well, I guess that was <laughs> but we are living longer, hey? We are living longer. Yes. Okay. I, I
0: think you just gave us the financial formula for you know young single people focus on your education focus on your financial wealth stay away from kids for now we're not saying don't get married or don't have kids but when you have when you have that financial stability then by all means because you mentioned something that most marriages end because of financial um, problems because they decided to get married at a young age when the finances are still low and now debt comes in fights comes in
1: Divorce.
0: And you're done. They divorce worse than they were when they met. Mm-hmm.
1: And there's a repercussion on them children. Because if the fa- the father doesn't like the mother, that, that animosity between the two is played out with the kids. And so they grow up in a broken house that's dysfunctional. Now what have you be done to the children? Don't forget about that. Because that's your function as a father, which a lot of South African men do not pay for their children, which is another thing. It shows that women when they get divorced, their standard of living goes down, whereas men's goes up a bit. So now, again, you're on your own, and you've got children, and you're paying the rent, and you gotta to get to work, and who's gonna watch your kids when you're at work? These are all costs you gotta look at before having that child, rather than having him schmooze you into it's Christmas Eve, let's go sleep together, you know what I mean? So ladies, practice birth control, you're way ahead of the game.
0: I think, I think there's a lot of fellas that are saying, yeah, Joe, we hear you speaking yeah. to the ladies, what do we do?
1: Well, first off, men are, no, I'm not going to get her pregnant. That's the first thing they think. Wrong. <laughs> if you're not using the condom, you could get her pregnant. You know what I mean? And I know a lot of people that got pregnant first time they slept together. So yeah, I'm not going to get her pregnant. Uh, yeah, you just might unless you practice birth control. So I'd say birth control with them too. And it's not a question. Oh, you don't love me or anything like that. It's you're too young to have children. You're on. A, how much money could? Let's just say a baby costs you five thousand rand a month, and that's easy if you're buying nappies, that's 350 bucks every two weeks. That's 700 bucks a month just nappies. Now you got food, doctor, but let's say you got a four, five thousand rand a month child. What will that do to your finances? You bring it home 15, we said, remember? And you got rent, food. There's 5,000 for the baby, car insurance, petrol. You're broke. So you got a new little baby and you're broke. Enjoy. He's <laughs> so cute. It hurts, but it hurts because you want to be able to provide. But you're stuck in this job, and you can't quit your job to look for another one because there's so many people unemployed out there, you know? And you're, so you're stuck in this job now, and now you have this child. So hold off on having children. If you already have children, the men need to come to the party and support the kids. They really do. I hope that got
0: that, guys. We need to do better as, to do as men. Stuff, right? We need to get to a point where we support our kids. We need to get to a point where... She didn't get pregnant by her own. We, we played a role. We, we really need to sometimes be honest and say, guys, we are messing up, and we need to do better. We just had a baby. Who do you think is going to raise that baby? You know, um, Grandma. It's, it's, it's unfair. It's really unfair on the woman for me to have a baby and just run away and continue with my life. As you said, you just messed up her entire financial life.
1: Yeah, but I met her at this party, and she was looking fine, and we had some tequila shot. Game over. I can continue with my life, yep. but she needs to take care
0: of this other human being. That's not all. What often.
1: she should do is go to court and have, have an order so you pay child support. She should. A lot of them don't, though.
0: A lot of them don't
1: because they're like, what's the point? You know. And if they don't even see the child, and I'm sorry, but little boys need a father in their life. I come from the murder capital of America, and there's these young kids running around getting killed because they grow up. They, they, they don't even call them mom and dad anymore. You've heard baby daddy. You've heard that. Huh? They're not even mother and father anymore, eh? And dad's gone. Yeah, dad, yeah. You know, so do you support him? No. So this kid grows up, and mom's working. So they call them latchkey children. That's an important one. The kids come home, they open up the door, mom's not there, mom's working. Who's there? They're friends. Here come the gangs. Because they love they're loved. You know, mom comes home, you did, you do your homework. Rah, rah, she's doing the mom and the dad job. Whereas she dad might... She's taking it out on you inadvertently. I mean, she loves you the most in the world, but she doesn't know how to handle those problems because she has to go to work. She's got to sit in that taxi for an hour each way every day and deal with these people. She's got to be... And then she comes home to you and she's got to make dinner. So she's working 20 hours a day. That gets tiresome after a while.
0: And that's just the practicality that we don't speak about because when we speak about finances, we have this fantasy of everyone staying in Santayn and everyone staying in Rosebank. But the truth of the matter is, there's a woman who are staying in case like Soweto, Alexandra, where she needs to take four taxes to get to work, four taxes to get back home. She's probably earning a minimum wage. And then there's this child that she needs to take care of. And she's probably staying with the parents. And she's a
1: breadwinner. That pressure on that poor woman. and yeah, She's locked in and have no more children. Have no more children. Do you get out of it, though? What I would hope would happen. See, the problem is, is if they're living with grandma, uh, and there's two kids or something like that, unfortunately, and I'm gonna be very honest, and people might say this is cruel, but it's a fact, and as a 60-year-old man, I will say, a lot of times men don't like dating women with children. A lot of times they don't, or maybe they'll go along, they'll go along for a while, but they may not get married to you. So now you've been with him five years, three years, whatever the case may be, and uh, he's moved on, and now she's five years on, and. She's still, now she's hurt and she misses the romance and she, she goes, gets another guy. And now these kids are getting 12 and 13 years old and this guy keeps coming over to see mom, not doing anything for the family. You know what I mean?
0: They know what's going on. Suddenly, started to sound like a vicious cycle that you just get trapped into without really realizing because no one taught you. And that's the sad part. We don't ask for it. It just happens because no one teaches us these days. I have a baby when I was in my trick, for an example, and now I need to raise this kid.
1: Well, hey, wait a minute. That could be a, a roadmap: fall in love, get married, then have children. Not have children, then get married. Then fall in love. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or, try uh, and fall in love uh, after marriage. Uh, hope that uh, love. <laughs> uh, you know. So I say, and as I said with my son when he graduated. Uh, at tucky's and i saw all those young women and those young professionals that wanted to better themselves you have got to want to better yourself and hanging around with the local thugs or the kids in the neighborhood or causing problems and sleeping with each other and there's an end result to that think about where that end result leads you and do you really want to be a part of it because i'm tired of seeing poor people standing on every corner my heart hurts for these people at every corner you know, I want to help them. I can't help everybody, though. You know.
0: One of the causes that you have is um, the cost of moving out like of your parents' house. Can we just dig into that?
1: Sure. Uh, first off, you got to have a plan, and don't just move out after the first job because the first job again is entry-level income. And what you're going to learn is when you're living with your family, once you get a job, you're going to have to start supporting your family. So that's a drain, Mom. I mean, I had to pay twenty-five dollars a week room but and board. Yeah, I know exactly what you call it. I've been here a long time, my brother. See, the problem is that once you get money, here come the auntie and the uncles for the money too. Aha, and that needs to stop. That needs to stop. I remember one of my very good friends, I won't use his name, he's a high net worth ANC friend of mine. Um, and I said, so, you know, do you support your the aunties? And then he said, Joe, I have a, A Range Rover payment, a BMW payment, an expensive wife, a home bond, and two children in private school. They're going to have to fend for themselves. So that whole black tax of taking care of the family, that'll help keep you broke. But, you know, it's like my uh, Malawian guy that worked for me. His brother, an alcoholic, I sent my guy's children to school. I paid for their school. And he was giving me a song and dance about how the one kid needs to go to and he has no money. So I sent that guy money and he drank it
0: up i'm just gonna play devil's advocate here and say you know oftentimes let me say most of the times you know the reason why these people feel obliged to pay black taxes maybe you are raised by this thing and you know we have this thing in the when i say black communities where it's called ubuntu you are raised mm-hmm. by a community yes. and now you get your first job and you're earning five thousand rand, and these people don't understand that you're actually earning five thousand rand. they're expecting you now to pay for your niece's school fees buy this one shoes How do you, as a young person, get that courage to say, guys, I love you, I appreciate what you've done for me, but I can't afford it? How do you tell them that?
1: If you built like a matrix or a where am I now, where am I going to be in two years, three years, five years, seven years, ten years, if you start giving all your money up now, you're not saving any money. You're never going to get a house. And if you get a car, you're going to have a huge car payment, which is going to eliminate the black tax immediately. Because all of a sudden you got 4,000 rand a month going out to a car, you know? Or 3,000, whatever. It's a big ticket item. So by trying to better yourself, they're going to pay a price. So I, I hate to say this, but they're not my children. I'll help you where I can, but they're not my children. You have to look after your own children, you know? I know a lady needed me to help pay for her son's school fees, okay? She went to KZN over the Christmas season. How do you go on vacation when you don't have money for school fees? I didn't go on vacation. Of course, I don't want to pay double the rentals, and they come out with the special menus at Christmas prices as well. You know what I mean? Now is when you go. Now, the house I wanted was 2,500 Rand a night, the house. Now it's 800. That's 1,700 bucks a day I could spend on just frivolous, you know? So, but I couldn't believe when she went to, so I said to myself, okay, I'm not going to lend you money anymore. She's got her priorities wrong you got to stay home, and take care of these kids. That's your function. And as a mom, mom's notice. Dad's another story. You know? So you, you can accept what you want, but you have to have a want to better yourself. And if you think about it from this aspect of it, if I continue education and I do well in school, and I want to become, even if I do a trade school and become a plumber, some of my best friends are plumbers and electricians, and, and they make good money doing it. Get to that level, then you can help. I teach this very important point. You're on a plane, and I'm gonna ask you, see what your answer is. You're on a plane and your two-year-old is next to you, okay? The plane depressurizes and the masks fall from the ceiling. Whose mask do you put on first? That's right. But most <laughs> most women, most women will say the babies. You, they will because they care for that baby, but they don't realize that the plane is depressurizing. You can't breathe. Try and think when you can't breathe. You can't. You'll both die. My point is. You're of no use to anyone until you take care of yourself first. Just tell them. You're of no use to anyone until you take care of yourself first. So build a future. And then when you can afford to help, you can help. Don't let them be a crutch and keep you back to where you're always broken, you're always helping, and they always have problems. Watch a few episodes of Judge Judy. Gentlemen and ladies... Do not lend your friends money. Remember that rule. Watch Judge Judy.
0: Just gonna start wrapping up here. Um, we spoke about you know moving out of your parents' house. You said don't move out as soon as you get your first job. Be comfortable, build your I don't know, build your way up in the company, get a few raises, then you can move out. Correct. Sure. It's not a must, especially if you stay in Joburg with your parents here in to Alex, you work in Sancti. You don't need to move to Santa. It takes you away. So how do people do
1: it? Well, a good point would be, what is your first job? Did you pick it or did it just, in other words, is this where you want to go in life or is it a job? Because once it's a job, oh yeah, I have a job. And I know a lot of people in America work two jobs to support their standard of living. So here you have a job you may not like. Now you're supporting your family and their aunties and uncles and little kids' school fees, and you don't like your job. Well, how are you going to get out of that? How are you going to grow? So you got to look at where you want to go. Plan your life. You know, I always say there's nasty four-letter words when it comes to life. Nasty four-letter words like hope, wish, pray. Okay? The f- four-letter word is plan. is
0: that pray. Yeah,
1: because people pray to God, and I believe in God. I believe in God. But it's not about praying. It's about he gives you the intelligence and the knowledge to lead your own life. You have free will.
0: You I can't financial problems
1: away, can you? No, no, you can't. But you can pray for your future. And you can play to place yourself into where you need to. And it is always a good cornerstone to have some bit of religious behind you. to. you know to believe because a lot of people you know they say don't believe in god but i know i was in the police when you tell them uh your son is dead the first thing they say is oh my god but i thought you didn't believe in god you understand so they never go to him except when there's an extreme problem but uh they need to plan their future
0: i'm just going to kind of deviate because you just brought up an important thing you said giving money to your church while you have financial problems you know i was reading a book and this guy said it doesn't make sense for you to, you, you owe rent. Why would you want to give your church 10000 and not even your church? You know, anyone who you believe is communicating with your call to could be anyone. Why would you give away 10000 for this person to make your wishes come true when you could just pay your rent? What's your thought on that? Um, I know we're kind of deviating, but you brought it up. People giving their money away, wishing that it comes back more.
1: I, I believe, and I said it on Gareth Cliff's show the other day, we're on this life to help each other. Put yourself in a position to where you can help someone else. That direct route. While I say get out there and work in the communities. You know, I support a home called sit den They're little orphan children that are special needs, eh? And nobody helps them. But every new or Nelson Mandela Day, everybody shows up to help these kids. They don't talk. And I go there and I play all music and I bring balls and I pay for things. I've... I've supported them probably going on about 15 years now. And that's what I say. I work with your church. Go out and help people. Go do all that stuff. But be a player. It doesn't have to come out of money. Help someone somehow. And lending them money sometimes is just enabling them. And instead of lending it to them, a good rule of thumb would be give it to them as a one-time gift and let them know it's a one-time gift and don't expect it back. Because even if it's family, they'll use the same excuse. Listen, man, I'm your brother. Please, I need money. The kids are starving. I need to Give me $5,000. I promise. I'll. When you don't pay it back, he uses the same exact example. You're suing me. I'm your brother. I'm the same reason you needed to give him the money he's using against you now. And now he hates you. Because he won't pay you back. <laughs> so don't lend money. Give it away.
0: In closing, I just want to close where we started Credit. <clears throat> Another quote that you guys have is, if you don't have credit, you won't get credit. Right. Can you just dig into that? Well,
1: you've got to start, as I said earlier, you got to start with a, uh, you have to have credit. So start with a store account. But set the limit. You set the limit. 2,000 Rand is the limit. They'll give you 20,000 and you will hurt yourself. Almost every person we ever see who has financial difficulties, it is the credit cards that started the problem and is a continuing problem. So by putting a 2,000 Rand limit on there, you use it, make, make some purchases, pay it off, make some purchases, six months later, you can get a Visa MasterCard. 5,000 Rand limit on that. You cannot hurt yourself with 5,000. i will wanna call you every other month, give you 10, 20, 50, okay? You'll hurt yourself with that. Once you get the Visa card, cancel that store account. Okay.
0: Cool, Joe, so in closing, what would you say to the audience, someone who's watching about finances? A young person who's watching the show, things.
1: Don't, over- don't overbuy clothes. You have enough clothes. You have enough everything. The, the the semblance, the look that you have, that you have all this money, and it's all based on credit, is fictitious. As I say, you leave the house you don't own, get in the car you don't own, put on clothes you don't own. How do you feel? And being that indebted, keeping up with the Mozeppes, the Joneses, the Nidus. To be that indebted is a terrible feeling. And the only way is to accept what you've done, stop it, or as I teach people, stop the credit. If you can't afford it, you can't afford it. First, you gotta admit you have the problem. Admit you have the problem, solve it, stop the credit, cash is king. That's what you do, continue your education and make yourself a, a, a very prosperous future.
0: So thank you very much, man, for inviting us into a lovely home. I really enjoyed it. Hope people take um, as much as they can because I know I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Um, thank you very much for watching, guys. I really hope you, uh, you've learned and you will continue to engage. If you have any questions, just leave them in the comment section and we'll be having a, a follow up show. Definitely.
1: I would say this, and I'd like to end on it's your life, it's your future, it's your money so you know how to work for it. Do you know how to spend it? Do you know how to invest it? No, and you'll be broke. Take control of your future. And we'd appreciate if you liked and subscribed. If you like what you saw, it's the come up. Uh, Become part of our subscription base. Learn, keep learning, never stop learning.